0: The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited! Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program Opal Singleton.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton, and we come to you every Thursday morning right here in beautiful, wonderful Southern California. I know, it's weird out here. I got it. We just had an election, and... uh, who knows where all this is headed? It's scary sometimes, you know. Thank God I have a faith in God that things will be okay. Anyway, I want to uh, talk about a very deep and difficult subject today because I have, um, I do a massive amount of research. Those folks that know me and have followed me know that that is what I'm known for. I usually rise around 4 o'clock in the morning and I I start the reading. And, uh, you know, I, I hate melodrama. I hate you know, lots and lots of, you know, the sky's falling and this is awful and like that. But there is something going on that just stirs my soul. And I want to just cover that with you today. And that is the correlation between live streaming and sextortion, and especially with prepubescent children. And, uh, and it's both boys and guys, uh, girls. And, um, It it just is really, really concerning to me, and I I would like you, I know you're certainly welcome to call in at 866-472-5788. That is 866-472-5788. But I do know that many, many of you use this for training, and uh, you do it through the archived version. And so if you're using the archived version on this, um, these are all archived at www.exploitedcrimes.com. And uh, there's over 70 hours now. It's hard to believe, you know, you just get up and put one foot in front of the other every day and you wonder, where is this going to go? And here we are 70 hours later of these shows. But the whole idea is so that you can get free training on the latest changes that are going on around the world and be able to share them. Well, what is going on here? When I first started talking about this back in 2011-2012, there was an app that was just, in my opinion at that time, dastardly, and I still think that it is. Um, and uh, and by the way, I, I guess I didn't finish my thought there first. If you want to email me, you can do that at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. Anyway, the app at the time was Omegle, O-M-E-G-L-E. Now, we still see people using that to violate our kids, but that really is old technology now. But I, if you really want to scare the socks off yourself or, you know, make yourself vomit, (laughs) go to, you know, if you have nothing else going in your life, anyway, go to YouTube and put in Omegle, O-M-E-G-L-E, and just sit back and listen. Now, I would hope that you would do that without children in your room, because it is America's teenagers sitting in their bedrooms meeting absolute total strangers through uh, video chat rooms. And this is... You know, the beginning of the video chat rooms, they had chat roulette, which is kind of really old news now, thank God, and Omegle, O-M-E-G-L-E. And basically what you have is kids who are basically live streaming, doing video chat rooms, and they're doing it with total strangers. You have no idea who's about to come on. And so it literally is chat roulette, uh, as their competition was called. They sat there. Now, you will see on these that many of these kids are 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, you know, just playing a game and like that and then trying to be cool. But there is all kinds of idiots and crazy, vile people that are on this, very few people with more than a single digit IQ, are on Omegle. In my opinion, no child ever ought to be on Omegle. Anyway, so what you'll see is people dressed up like, you know, Frankenstein and kids sitting on the pot, you know, taking a, whatever, a dump, and and they think that's funny, and it needs to be recorded, and they're doing it in front of other people, like, you know, they're the only people that can do that. (laughs) Anyway, you know, it's extremely immature and vile, but because there are a lot of kids that are experimenting with the internet by going on to Omegle when nobody's looking, it is a pedophiles haven, you know, because they know there are kids on there without good judgment, without maturity, that are looking to giggle and laugh and have fun. But, you know, it's kind of like putting peanut butter on a rat trap. You know, you're luring these kids in. And so where do pedophiles go? They go to where kids play. And where do kids play that are new to the Internet? They they play in Omegle and many of them get burned well I've been talking against Omegle for a very long time but now this technology is getting very very sophisticated and it is causing us to lose a portion of the next generation now I honestly don't believe the sky is falling okay I don't believe technology is bad I quite frankly am excited as I can be to be part of this generation however I do believe that we need to stop and what is not happening and what Million Kids is striving to do and the reason why we're trying to raise money right now to make a documentary is that we have an entire generation of kids and younger kids coming up behind them that are being handed cell phones that can reach the entire world, and nobody is helping them understand the world in which they're walking into. You know, most of them don't know how the Internet's constructed. They don't know how pedophiles use it. Uh, The total instruction comes from, you be careful on that thing now, you hear? You know, and part of that is because we have a generation of kids who are technology wizards and we have a generation of parents that are uninformed or technophobic or techno impotent. And so, it is. what is happening is a portion of our society, the major portion, will most likely get through this, and they won't get hurt. However, a significant portion are getting hurt. And when they get hurt, it becomes absolutely vile. And um, that's what I want to talk about. I'm going to jump right in and just share with you right from the beginning here. These will be on my website. I'm a little behind on my e-cards today, so we will have to get them posted. But this headline, come from Fox News for what it's worth, but there are several of them like this. The headline says, Pedophiles using app to manipulate underage girls into sex acts sell recording as child Porn. So pedophiles are using apps to manipulate underage girls in sex acts, and then they end up selling them as child porn. So I'm going to just kind of jump at the finish of the where I'm going with this, and then we'll come back to the middle of this. But let me share with you, because this is very, very disturbing, even to a hardcore um, warrior like myself. It says that the Fox 11 investigation found that pedophiles are using the popular live streaming app, live.me. So Omegle that I talked about was video chat room. What has happened is the technology now is that it's moved into live streaming. Live streaming is an advancement of video chat rooms. So let me let me stop and paint you a picture of live streaming before I get too deep into this particular case. Live streaming basically means that you can go on and stream yourself live exactly as it says. But live.me has a geo function. So the whole idea is that you are basically creating a virtual meeting or a virtual party, if you will, for kids. In other words, you go on and live.me alerts everybody for miles and miles and miles and miles, everybody around that you are on the air so that you can get the maximum number of users. And you can talk and you can interact on live streaming. So when it's over, it's over unless it's freeze-framed and made into a video, which you can do. So you can either save it or not save it. And by the way, the people who are viewing you can either save it or not save it. So basically, you're creating a temporary virtual community where all of you come together in interact and like that. So what's wrong with that? Well, pedophiles are using it to create large scale child pornography viewings, okay? I you, uh, I did a previous show, and I often talk about a case that happened over in, um, it was found in Germany. It was a worldwide case, and that is one of the things that you can do with live streaming is make them worldwide. In that case, there were 50 pedophiles who came together to watch a two-year-old in the Philippines be violated. Yes, I said that accurately. That is called child pornography. And for 10 minutes, they all came together. That's live streaming, just like I'm talking about with live.me, they could talk to each other, they could share, they could text, they, could, they can interact. In this case, they each paid $7,500 to be part of a pay-per-view event where they watched a child be violated. A cartel billed $350,000 in 10 minutes. They never delivered a gun or a drug. But what I want you to see is the technology involved, because where we're going into this in the next segment is how this is being used to violate our children. Not a child in Philippines, but our children who are initiating their own live streaming.me. Live.me. And so what happened in this case is they all came together out of Germany, but it was from all over the world. They talked, they filmed, some of it freeze-framed it, others of it just let it go by. They watch together, and in 10 minutes, it's over. It is very difficult to get a search warrant for that. It's called vaporware. Poof, it is gone. When it is gone, unless somebody wants to freeze frame it and put it in their library. So what is happening here is that this is happening with our kids being the initiator of the live streaming. And so what we're talking about in this article is how this is happening to young girls who are 7, 8, 9, and 10, and 11 years old. They have not been through puberty, and we are giving them devices to create their own live streaming event. How crazy is this? Well, folks, we are already up against this hard break. That first segment went so fast, I I can't even help myself here. I'm like, wait, wait, i got more to tell you. I'm going to ask you to stay with us while we do a commercial break, and we're going to get deep into it. So this is Opal Singleton. It is Exploited Crimes Crimes Against Humanity, and we'd ask you to stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, can be ordered at millionkids.org Share this with everyone you know You count Tune into Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out Follow the movement Meet guests who are shaking things up Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice Large or small, your part counts So join us Co hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to Exploited.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Uh, we are talking about an article that came out this week that is extremely disturbing to me. And I don't usually get emotional about this thing, but it really, I'm in the middle of writing my next book. And this really, um, I value your opinion. If if any of you, I'm first of all, I'm stuttering here. But first of all, I really miss my husband. You know, my husband passed away last year, and uh, I could he and I could go, what do you think about this, babe, or what do you think about that? So if any of you have any comments you would like to add to uh, this conversation, uh, certainly you're welcome to call in at 866 472 a However, you can also email me at opal at uh, million kids, opal at millionkids.org and uh, I will take a look at your thoughts on this. So what we're talking about is a new app that's called Live.me. Now, it's got 96 million viewers. Now, that's the old number, so it's well over 100 million by now. Why on earth you would take 7, 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old children and put them on an app that have 100 million viewers? I don't know. I mean, I know I sound like a nag, I am. But if you're going to do that, why don't you drop them off at a strip club and see how that works out? Because that is what you're doing, mom and dad. So let me finish the article and then I'm going to share some of my thoughts on this. So what happens here is that they are, pedophiles are coming on. So the girls are, you know, playing on live.me and they're like, America's got talent. They're singing and dancing and they want to be discovered. And they're seven, eight, nine. They have no understanding of the real world, they have no uh, adult reasoning at all and quite frankly they haven't been through puberty so they're not understanding even what sex is all about or why a perpetrator might be fascinated by them but what is scary to me is that there is not only the geo function there is a virtual currency factor involved in this particular live streaming app so what is happening here is it showed um Several underage girls in this article, and they were um, elementary school-age kids who were live-streaming themselves singing, okay? One viewer warns her to be careful for pedophiles, and within seconds, they arrive. Commenters, so get this. This girl's singing and dancing, and, you know, she's young. She's like eight or nine. And they start telling her, well, pull up your shirt, honey, and I'll give you more virtual currency, Okay, now what is happening here? They're rewarding her. There are pedophiles in the live streaming app. She's dancing. And so they're saying, hey, pull up your shirt and we'll give you more virtual currency. What she's getting is artwork, virtual stickers. Now, this is a generation who was raised on stickers. And so she's very impressed with herself because now she has like 60 stickers. So she raises her little blouse. She's eight or nine. She has no idea idea what that means, okay? But what she does know is she's more and more popular for raising her blouse. Then they talk her into pulling down her panties, okay? And at one point, she says, well, I don't have any underwear on, so they gave her more currency, okay? Several of the live streams showed the underage girls dancing sexually while their mayor view- male viewers egged them on and showered them with virtual currency. So they're grinding, in a- other words, you know, they're like swinging on a pole grinding what they see on TV. And so, and I said one of the girls, thank you guys so much for all these gifts, the little girl says, okay? And these girls are sexualized dancing. They want to get prizes from people so that they can turn it into money. And, you know, one of the things that I'm saying here is that um, some of the girls went so far as to remove all their clothing at the request of the viewer. Uh, one stream features a young girl with a pacifier in her mouth, and she has more than 4,000 views. Now, this girl is eight or nine. And this is being done, okay? These kids are putting attention out there, uh, putting themselves out there for attention, and they have no concept of the kinds of things that is actually happening on their filming. And I want to go a little bit farther. They could take an innocent 11-year-old from her dream growing up and being a doctor and now growing up to seeing how much money I can make online dancing in my bedroom in sexualized positions for different people. Now, here's what I'm very appalled at is that what happens, of course, is this is a trap. It is peanut butter on a rat trap is what it is. You know, we now have a house without walls and, you know, it. It has changed the family dynamic. Eighty-seven percent of kids sleep with their phone. That make them vulnerable and available to the entire world. The problem of it is, is that parents apparently are unable to visualize the consequences. So what makes us think that a seven, eight, or nine-year-old will ever be able to visualize these consequences in any way, shape, or form? You see, most of these kids don't understand the structure of, the internet or what is happening. So with that in mind, why are parents giving, and and you see it younger and younger, I see four, five, six-year-olds playing with the phone, isn't that cute, he's very good at it, and like that, but without ever any of the understanding of the world that we're handing it to. It is fascinating to me, we would not hand a child a loaded gun and tell them to be careful. We would not hand them a bottle of vodka and tell them not to open it till they're 14. You know, we we would not give them the keys to the car at nine years old. And yet at five, six, seven, eight, nine, we place them in a position where they can be accessed by the entire world and we walk away and go, Well, everybody's on it, you know, and without understanding what is happening. Apparently, parents don't know about the dark net. You see what is happening here. I, I'm. In fact, before I do this, I want to read you one more case that's very similar to it. Uh, if I can get my hands on, it. I have so much research here at this point. Um, I don't. I don't see it right in front of me, but I know it by heart. So I'll just share it with you. Another Live Dot Me had parents coming on, and they were being interviewed. Now I noticed that that's been taken down. So maybe. They uh, don't want to, you know, have their child singled out or get repercussions or anything like that. But the parents were on TV warning about Live.me and they said that they thought that their daughter uh, was just simply accessing an arts and crafts site. So they weren't concerned about it. In the meantime, they got her to sing and dance, meaning pedophiles accessed her through Live.me. They got her to sing and dance and, and get naked. You know, and they do that because, you know, they want to please and they think it's funny and the people are egging them on. But over 10,000 viewers viewed that before mom and dad discovered that she wasn't looking at an arts and crafts site. So I don't know how long that took, but 10,000 is a lot. So here's a nine year old girl who now has 10,000 photos of her naked. But here's what mom and dad aren't acknowledging, at least in this particular interview, that it isn't just 10,000 viewers. Those pedophiles belong to large scale child pedophilia rings in the dark web child pornography rings these rings meet in the clear web they they find likeness there are signs and and ways to identify each other they find like ideology like fetishes some of them are into two-year-olds some of them are into nine-year-olds some of them are into little boys and they find likeness, and they form these large-scale child pornography rings in the dark web. And they're not just talking to each other. They are buying and selling and treating naked photos of our children that they get any way they can. And Live.me is like a Christmas present to them because they can get these photos for free, and then they sell them to each other. One small ring had 27,000 pedophiles. You sell a photo for a buck, they just made 27,000 bucks to be uh, money laundered in the dark net through cryptocurrency. And I can give you five of these rings that have more than a half a million pedophiles total. And I can show you three databases that have over 30 million photographs each These pedophiles cannot get enough naked photos, so they're always looking for that latest stimulation that they can masturbate to. What is happening is that they are literally masturbating to this child's photo, and they are buying, selling it, and trading it for money in the dark web. So not only 10,000 people saw it, It is going over and over and over forever in the dark web. Help me, folks. How can I teach that to parents? You know, I know this is cold, hard facts, but we got to get our parents to get their head out of the sky or their clouds or wherever their head is, okay? We got to start having some serious conversation here that their child is peanut butter in a rat trap if they're on these sites. Because it is luring in pedophiles all over. They are just sitting on Live.me waiting for the next kid to transmit the same way as they're doing on Omegle. And our kids are not understanding how this works, okay? Apparently, our parents aren't understanding. These kids, you know, have no adult uh, reasoning whatsoever. So, if we can't depend on the parent with the adult reasoning, then how is this, you know, we are going to lose a significant portion of our society. This is very serious business. Not every child out there on the Internet is going to be violated. But we are playing roulette with this generation. And this is the formation, the founding foundation For generations to come this is you will hear me often say this this is the first generation in all of history that can reach the entire world and the entire world can reach them how we train this generation of parents and grandparents and kids will set the stage for their kids and their kids and their grandkids this is literally a societal shift. That's why I am writing my next book. I'm asking you to get involved with me. Donate, tell, support our work, help us get this word out there. This is an education process. This is like dare, you know, we must take this on around the world. I am already up against that break, folks. This went way too fast. I'm going to ask you to stay with me and we will be right back.
0: Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Hello and welcome back. We are talking about the impact of live streaming on our children, especially prepubescent children, and how all of this is being used. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids. I would encourage you to follow Million Kids on Facebook as you see all of these cases that are being posted on there. You just go to Facebook, find Million Kids, and hit like. And all of these shows are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. Before I go any further, I just want to take time to shout out today and and say thank you for the people who have donated to our cause this week. You can do that by going to www.millionkids.org. Um, many of the people tell us that, and I see the notes, I see every donation that comes in. We are a small organization. I work out of my house. I sit at my kitchen table. I've been doing that for 10 years now. Um, that's why the phone rang, by the way. <laughs> you can't control that. But, but uh, you know, I do that so that when you donate, it goes for the cost. Uh, I am paid through the Riverside County Sheriff Department for part-time, and that helps me buy my gas. And so that, uh, you know, what I'm looking for here is that when you donate, it goes for the real deal. And I appreciate that. Uh, I believe that it's absolutely urgent that we educate across America. I want to build a documentary that I can give for free to every school in America it will be called impact your place in history and if you want to support that effort I truly truly appreciate it it really we really must get this word out and uh, I'm doing it every way I know how I'm just you know, a retired person. I'm not wealthy. Uh, I do what I can, and and like that to to make all of this happen. But I appreciate your financial support. So let me give you a couple more cases here, because I want you to start to understand. This isn't just that the child is being violated. Okay, uh, this this progresses. I mean. I suppose, as sick as it sounds, the good news is when they only have their photo recorded, and they, or they only have their photo where somebody sees it and it's over. Um, but as you know, they record them, they put them in the dark web. But these get absolutely vile, and apparently parents aren't aware or don't want to look at this. Let me give you a couple more cases. This is a case that's been on our website for about a week now. This was a 14-year-old boy who met a woman on a video game chat room. Now, you have to understand the challenge of a video game chat room. We, as law enforcement, cannot get a search warrant usually going in there because, you you know, there's a bunch of people in a chat room and you can't tell which one's which without, you know, voice identification and like that. So, Pedophiles play in video game chat rooms because just the nature of a video game chat room, you know, you're in there and, you know, you're playing and it's already got some violence and a whole lot of sex in those video games. And mom and dad, if you got a kid on a video game, get yourself an avatar and start to listen and see what your child is being submitted to and buying into and incorporating in as part of his or her values. And so what happens in there is that you have a score and you're interacting with people in a chat room and that chat room puts a lot of heat on your kid to keep the score up and your kid needs the approval of the people in the chat room or else he's going to or she is going to experience rejection. So pedophiles play in these chat rooms and this is what happened. It was a 14-year-old boy, he hooked up with an older woman, Uh, you know, he's thinking she's maybe twenty, twenty-one. She's actually about uh, 30-something. She told him that she lived only an hour away. That's a lie. They all lie. Uh, in this case, he lived in Oklahoma City and she lived in Farmington, New Mexico. Her and her, oh, another friend drove. Now, she told him he, uh, she only lived an hour away, but she drove like eight hours from Farmington to Oklahoma City, or six hours, whatever it is, and she got him to sneak out in the middle of the night now their talk had turned sexual so you know this guy's thinking he's in a sex relationship with this girl okay once they got him to sneak out the bedroom and meet up in the middle of the night he gets in the car with them and of course they lock the doors they don't say here but my guess is they pulled a gun on him he's trapped she they take him back to new mexico They rape him over and over. They hold him hostage. They force him into sex acts. Eventually, they stripped him naked and left him out along the side of the road. Now, he's 14. This all happened because he was hooking up in a video game chat room. So what I want you to see here is it isn't always just ending with the idea that there are naked photos out there or that they're hooking up with someone Online, This gets serious. Now, what drove me to do this particular case is, and this is going to get vile, so you'll have to forgive me, but the headline is Georgia Man Indicted for Child Pornography Production Distribution in Atlanta Area Sextortion Scheme. Now, let me say that again. Georgia Man Indicted for Child Pornography Production Distribution in Atlanta Area Sex Scream. This involves a 100 teenage girls as victims. And this just gets absolutely vile and sickening in here. This is by the Herald Chronicle. And it is June 4th. Georgia man indicted for child pornography. So what happens here is that a Georgia man lured him more than a hundred young girls into sending him sexually explicit photographs and videos by social media, which he posted online and distributed to their friends and family when the girls subsequently refused his violent demands for additional explicit content. Okay, so I want you to get this. This guy's real name is Benjamin Jenkins, but he goes by Danny Domo. Apparently likes that a little bit better. He used different identities to contact more than a hundred girls between the ages of twelve and sixteen. So we have been talking about kids that are six or seven, eight, nine that are getting caught up into it because they have no cognitive reasoning. They're going to start having more cognitive reasoning at twelve to sixteen, but they got lured in. And so what he did is he got them to send naked photos. And one of the things I want to do in this documentary, first of all, I want to talk about the history of the Internet and how it's constructed and how it works. But what I want them to understand is, What happens when you hit send with a naked photo? Nobody has created anything so that they can see the reality of this, and I want to do that, and I need your funding to do it because I don't have any money. But we are going to make this happen somewhere, somehow, sometime soon. After the girls sent him a photo, he would threaten them into sending more photos and videos. That's how it always works. Oh, that's good, baby, send me another one. He instructed the girls what body parts to show and what poses to make and what objects to insert in their body. Did you just get that, Mom and Dad? If you're listening, so it goes from, you know, a topless photo to a naked photo to a photo in a sex act, sometimes photos in sex acts with family members, photos inserting things, photos of you doing pornographic things. And then he further humiliated his victims by coercing them to send videos of them drinking their own urine and licking toilets. He also forced his victims to watch him masturbate. On one occasion, he posted a compromising photo of a girl in her high school Twitter page. So he's posting this. He's getting it. He's not only sharing it, but he's posting it on their own Twitter page. He posted his victims' nude photos and contact information on online messages for men, other men, to contact the girls directly for more photos. So what he's doing... What, what this is basically saying, he's taking the photos and he's selling them out to other pedophiles. And he's getting the other pedophiles to contact these kids. Now, in the last section, I want to understand and talk with you about the psychological Um, dynamics that are going on here because this is really reaching outrageous proportion. I have done a huge amount of prayer and insight and thinking on this because I get it that a kid can be lured into sending a naked photo but what I don't get is how do you get someone who has so much hold over you that you're willing to lick a toilet seat and drink your own urine I mean that is something I don't understand Okay. And certainly what we do know about sextortion and these kinds of things is the kid will over and over and over again feed that pedophile before they will tell a parent. And part of that, I think, has to do with, you know, coming to an agreement before you ever give a child a phone. And that's even a teenager phone that if you ever get in one of these situations, you will tell me and we will work out a strategy together. But I hope you're smart enough not to do that. You know, most of them, most parents leave this with you. Be careful on that. We must, I think, you need a a serious dialogue about naked photos, where they go, how they happen, what happens to them, and what happens when you send that first photo. Because it's going to get worse. Photos have GPS on the back of them, mom and dad. They know where you live. They know where these kids lived if they took that picture in their bedroom. And so what is about to happen here is this is going to get worse and worse and worse. Now, why won't the child tell you? Well, there's some belief that if they please the guy, he'll stop. And so you get a trauma bond with a pedophile with your child. Once your child has crossed that line to send a photo, your child's psychological makeup will change forever. Number one, they now start to see sex as a shamed act. It will change their vision. This is not sex between two consenting adults in a loving feedback relationship. This is sex as a weapon in which they are the loser and they are being manipulated and they do not have the cognitive understanding, the adult ability to process that level of shame in a sex act and they're not going to tell you because they believe they can negotiate with this monster and so we're coming up against this hard break i want to get deep into the psychological impact in the last section i'm going to ask you to stay with me me, and we're going to be right back this is opal singleton and it is exploited crimes against humanity and this is brought to you by million kids we appreciate you following us. stay with us we'll be right back
0: It's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity.
1: Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to this. We are talking about live streaming sextortion and the impact of that and why a child doesn't tell. And or an adult. I mean, you know, some of these kids are 16, 17 years old. They have driver's licenses and like that. And uh and I have seen case after case after case where these kids have been caught in live streaming or a, a naked photo, and they, they absolutely won't tell. Now, I've done some experimenting with this, and, I've, uh, and I welcome your feedback if you want to email me at opal at millionkids. kids. You know, the thing that I see is that even if they're 17 years old, Many of these kids, unless the parent uses very specific wording, and that is, do you have a naked photo on the Internet? Your behavior has changed. Or, you know, how many photos do you have on the Internet? You know, and how bad are they? You know, those kinds of things can be very, very helpful. Um, Because what happens is these kids, first of all, they believe they can hide it. And I believe they think they can placate this guy and he will stop. You know, they are unable to visualize what a pedophile is. You know, you're giving them a phone without instructing them on what a pedophile is and how they work and that nothing will ever placate them. They're unable to visualize just how bad this is going to get. I am absolutely certain these kids, over 100 kids, many of them were lured in and forced to lick toilets and drink their own urine. Nobody would have ever predicted that, okay? But they're not, without instruction in pedophilia, when we give them a phone, then, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, sending a kid out to play in the middle of the freeway without mentioning that there's cars out there. You know, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing that our society is doing. I think some of why they do this is that their trauma bonded very similar to a sex trafficking victim. In other words, you know, they got lured in trying to please this guy. And so, you know, the guy gets some acceptance, rejection. Oh, this one's better. Yeah, you did good, babe. You know, now I need a better one. And so they think if they can just make them happy, they will stop. Uh, That has to do with an immaturity on their level, but, you know, we're the ones that are giving them the phone before they have adult thinking. So, you know, what do you expect? I think they have a deep fear of rejection of a parent in a sex act. In other words, you know, when I think about this, they have photos of themselves masturbating and a parent sees this and goes, oh, my God, what the hell are you thinking? Well, that's rejection in a sex act, and it's probably the greatest innate fear is to have your parents see you masturbating and then rejecting you for that and when you find out that 10,000 people are looking at it. I can't imagine a situation that is more humiliating, and we need a lot more research on this and how to handle it. I say, parents, if you find this, That you stop and put your arms around your child and say, I believe in you. I love you. This is going to be the toughest thing we ever did. But I am here for you. Be careful about that ejection. Now, these guys threaten to hurt the family. And they put all of that on the child. You know, if you tell, I'm going to hurt your parents. And so there is some of that. So a parent, you have to be careful how you handle this. I do believe that there's a tremendous fear of being ruined at school and by their fear, peers, you know, I mean, how humiliating to see yourself licking a toilet and being put out on a school Facebook page. You know, uh, I mean, that is enough right there to give you fear paralysis right there as an adult, let alone as a 11, 12, 13-year-old. Fear of losing the phone is huge, you know. I mean, kids will do about anything, just about anything. And what I want you to look at is the long-term impact of this. In many cases, it's already training them to strip and, and grind. You know, how many of our kids we film it, we think it's funny because they're grinding away out there because they've seen it on TV. It changes their perception of themselves and their value. They are now a shame-based person who sees themselves as a shamed individual. It changes their perception of sexual relationships. In other words, instead of sex being a loving interaction between someone who cares for you and will take care of you and respect you and honor you and exchange and have love and affection, it is one-way sex and sex as a weapon. It also allows others to set their moral standards instead of them deciding who they are and what they want to be. And on top of it, it robs them of their future. Their photos are in the dark net available to pedophiles for future blackmail forever. So they'll have to change all their social media in order to be able to survive this. And there may be constantly a threat of being contacted in person. You see, there's this other thought here is how do you sleep at night knowing that maybe 10 or 30,000 people know where you live and that you have a photograph of things inserted in your body and that you're masturbating and 10 or 12, 20, 30,000 people know where you live. How do you sleep at night? Some of these kids commit suicide. You see, this is one of the things that concerns me about the fact that 87% of kids sleep with their phone. You are allowing total strangers into your child's home in their own bed in the middle of the night in their pajamas when they are the most vulnerable, when they ought to be feeling safe, when they ought to be part of a family. Total strangers are sleeping with your children in their bed at three o'clock in the morning. So I know all this is tough that I've laid on you, but it is the reality. And, you know, I cannot stand by and start to pretend that none of this is happening. So we're coming to the close. I'm going to ask you if you've listened all the way through for one hour to this. First of all, thank you. Let me know who you are. Write to me at opal at millionkids.org. If you are have it in your heart to sponsor this show, to advertise on this show, please let me know. If you're able to make a donation for even a small donation to help us make that documentary, I appreciate it. If you're a part of a corporation that might help us make that documentary, Please let me know. It's going to take more money than I own. I guarantee you that. But I am hell-bent to do this because I cannot sit here week in, week out, and do these shows about how vile this is and not provide a solution. I have a solution. It won't save everybody, but it'll save millions, I believe. And I believe it is worth it. I'm probably going to do a GoFundMe project. But I would appreciate it if some of you could come together with me and help me take this documentary on. I want to do it for free. I want to help the the students and all across America, high school and junior high, give it to them free in the classroom about their place in history. And more important, how the Internet is made up and how it is now a world without borders for organized crime and criminals and how both good guys and bad guys use the Internet. And first of all, to talk about what happens when you hit send with a naked photo. My name is Opal Singleton, and this show is brought to you by Million Kids. I'd invite you to go to Million Kids on Facebook and hit like. I'd invite you, if you're not educated, to look at more of these shows on exploitedcrimes.com and read them, share them, uh, you know, uh, use them any way you can. They're absolutely free. You can actually get an embed code and post this show on your own site if you want to do that. And finally, you may want to purchase SEDUCE! The Grooming of America's Teenagers. You can do that. It's $16. I'll sign it. I'll send it to you. You can do that by going to www.millionkids.org. Well, folks, I really, really appreciate each and every one of you that have sat through all the way to the end of this show because this is one of the hardest shows we've ever done. But I also believe it's one of the most important shows because the fact that we aren't willing to talk about it and call it what it is is not going to fix this problem. We absolutely must get involved and take this on and call it exactly what it is and come up with solutions to train parents. We must train parents first. It is the parents who are paying for the phone. And we cannot allow parents to sit around and continue to play Russian roulette with their children's soul, which is exactly what they're doing. And, you know, it's just crazy to me that we would agree to do this without... Just by allowing naivety, and that's, that is what is happening here, is that we are just pretending this isn't happening. Well, folks, we're to the end here. Thank you so much for sharing this and staying with us. We appreciate it. We hope that we will see you next Thursday at 7 a.m. in California time. You folks have a great week.